Hello, today I'm speaking with Rosanna from Sun and Seed. Hi, Rosanna. Hi, Kate. How are you today? Really good, thank you. It's a long um, weekend ahead of us. Yes, and a sunny one, apparently. Yeah. Yes. yes <laughs> it's a miracle, a sunny bank holiday. Oh. <laughs> so thank you for taking time to speak with us today. No, thank you for inviting us, Kate. We love what you do, so we're really proud to have this chance. Thank you, thank you. I'm a big fan of Sun and Seed. It is a um, regular part of our diet. We always have the tahini and the black tahini I really love. Uh, oh. And the almond butter. <laughs> Those are our three favourites. Um, oh, yeah, and actually, brilliant. I love the black tahini. That's my favourite. <laughs> I'm going to, um, I'm working on a banoffee pie recipe. And mm -hmm. um, I'm going to make one of those today. And I use the buckwheaties. I use your buckwheaties in the crust for the... Oh, nice. Nice and crunchy. I'll send you a picture once it's made. Oh, love. Oh, please do. I'll put it on Instagram. <laughs> so, um, for those who aren't familiar, do you want to tell us a bit about the background of Sun and Seed, how long you've been in business and what your what your main business is? Sure. So, we've been, um, we started our business 15 years ago. Wow. And believe it or not, we started off with a lovely pumpkin seed butter. That was the only product we had. Yeah. We came across it somewhere else and we just fell in love with the idea. And this was at the time where there were virtually no other mountain seed butters around. So we used to spend a lot of time going around shows and explaining to people what a seed butter is and so on, <laughs> comparing it to peanut butter. And it's just great to see that things have moved on so much now that, you know, we can we find many of these products in supermarkets now. So we started off with that one, which seems... Um, you know, an unusual choice considering uh, how um, our back is doing now. But we introduced other products into our range over the years. So first of all, we expanded on a nut and seed butter range. Then we also had uh, some of the cold-pressed oils. We were also one of the first companies to bring chia seeds to the UK, which we're really proud of. And then um, that followed on with some chia seed oil and then with a sprouted range. So now we do, um, we have an extensive range of products both for ourselves and also we have a lot of partnership partnerships around with other small businesses um, and um, yeah so we keep growing every year which is fantastic mm. I think we've been we haven't been talking to you for 15 years but we've been talking to you for quite a long time and like you said you know there's there's more people entering the marketplace now but you were one of the first to be doing proper raw nut butters weren't you because 10 years ago all the nut butters in the health food stores were roasted weren't they yes and I think um we just found that there was a demand for that, and uh, I can't remember quite, I think we started with the almond butter, and there just seems to be a lot of, um, I mean, I prefer to eat raw almonds over roasted almonds, and just it was a natural step to do the same with the butters, I think that it simply tastes better, not to mention the, you know, preserving the nutrients uh, through the process as well. I think it does make our production process often more difficult because mm. it's not easy to produce mm. uh, raw spreads as we do but it is worth the effort and um, you'll find that a lot of our butters you know you can buy an almond butter from different brands and they will all taste completely different that you wouldn't even believe it was the mm. same raw ingredient mm. inside them so we do pride ourselves on sourcing really high quality uh, nuts or seeds they're almost always 
grown in Europe. It's very unusual that we would use uh, anything that, I mean, unless it's not grown in Europe, which, for example, is the case with um, sesame seeds. Yeah. And even then, we have some trusted suppliers with whom we've been working for many, many years. And if we can't get the right seed, we just don't make it. And as you know, we've been out of stock for <laughs> white tahini. And we have endless uh, inquiries every day, but we just simply couldn't find the right seed. And yeah. there's no point to make the butter unless we do, well, the tahini in that case. So we, I think our starting point is always the actual raw ingredient because that's what we rely on and that's pretty much the only thing that's in our product. Yeah, amazing. I think, um, you know, traditionally nut butters were roasted because, you know, the, the oils in nuts and seeds are quite unstable, aren't they? So that roasting process helps... Um, just preserve the product and it is can be a problem with raw nutty butters is they have a rancid and especially the oils actually especially flax oil and hemp oil is they can have that rancidity to them which a lot of people then think is how they're meant to taste like they think that kind of bitter edge them is normal but that's one of the things I love about your products is there's never that hint of bitterness in there can you say what it is that you do to ensure that everything you know maintains that really high quality? Um, I don't think I can. Some of them are trade secrets, which <laughs> I still understand. I do know that uh, listening to our production manager, we have a fantastic production manager, uh, he does talk about moisture levels a lot, and I think that roasting process does remove a lot of the moisture from the seed, which again also makes it more stable. But um, I can't say more than simply that we, we um, you know, we do use very traditional techniques and yeah. that our raw ingredients are really always super. Brilliant. So do you want to run us through the products that you do, the nut butters, which are the different flavours that you do? So we have um, the almond butter, hazelnut butter, which is the latest addition to our range, walnut butter, and I think that's all for the nut butters. We have the apricot kernel butter, which is an unusual one uh, in the market. Do you want to tell us about the properties of apricot kernels in case people don't know? Well, I think the main thing is the B16, which is not easy to source, um, especially if you have a vegan diet. Uh -huh. And I think there is some bad press around apricot kernels, and it's often confused. The bitter and sweet varieties are often confused. And just to reiterate, we always use the sweet variety. We have every batch tested, and it's always well, well below the safety levels. So um, it is not just it's a safe product. It's a very, very healthy product. And then we have the hemp seed butter, pumpkin seed butter, sunflower, and then the white tahini that we talked about and the black tahini. And uh, that's, that's all. We would like to introduce some new products into our range. We've been experimenting with pine nut kernels, for example. Um, and then there's a lot of mixed nut butters and seed butters in the market, so we may try and see whether we can come up with something interesting there as well. And the oils, I use your hemp seed oil a lot, your oils, and your chia seed oil, that's again, that's a really unusual product, isn't it? Do you want to tell us about that? Yes, I think it's, um, it might be, I mean, I find it very versatile, for example. I mean, it is always, people always ask us, how can we use that? And really, you don't have to use it in any particular way, it's just making sure it's another another way to have the omega 
rich contents of chia seeds in your diet. So, for example, it's, it, it will probably be in high concentration if you use it as, a, as an oil as well, and it's just simply drizzled on salads or any kind of food. It's got a very mild and I would say quite a neutral taste, so there's nothing um, to be scared of at all, and I think it's a great way to include the benefits of chia seeds in your diet. Is there a better source of EFAs that made in flax? Yes, yes, I think so. So you do a few oils. Do you want to tell us about the other oils as well? We have the lightly toasted pumpkin seed oil and the cold pressed version. And I think there's always a preference with our customers. One, you know, one side would be an absolute fan of one, and the other one of the other yeah. one. I think uh, we lightly toast the pumpkin seed version with the seeds themselves, just to bring out that flavour. It's also yeah. very traditional oil in some of the uh, Central and Eastern European countries. It's got uh, really dark, rich green colour, and it's a great one for um, for various dishes. And um, the cold pressed version again is is a one that's more focused on the nutrient contents of uh, pumpkin seeds. And they're both fantastic. I think there's a real, uh, both have a real loyal following. And um, we also have walnut oil, which again is very traditional across Europe, in France and Italy especially. And it's got such a lovely taste, uh, a taste uh, like you can just add a really lovely nuttiness to your salads in the summer especially. And then, as you mentioned, hemp seed oil, which, uh, you know, our hemp seeds are always sourced from Europe again, and that's really important to us. And I think a lot of the companies hide where their seeds are from, and we don't because we don't need to. Mm. And uh, so we're quite proud of that one. Mm. And then you've got the sprouted range. So we do your buckwheat and the oats. Do you want to tell us about the oats? Because they're kind of hard to source as well, aren't they? Yes, there. So, for example, a lot of the oats people are not aware of that they buy, uh, that they use in their breakfast in the morning, are usually steamed mm. first and then they're rolled. But with our sprouted range, sprouted oats, they're uh, simply they're simply rolled without the steaming side, and they're also sprouted. So it just brings the whole oat alive. It sort of gets that whole uh, grain ready for. Uh, you know, ready for the growth process, it really enhances the nutrients and also makes it much easier to digest because I think a lot of people find oats hard to digest mm. and especially if you don't want to cook them, this is a fantastic, uh, fantastic alternative. And we also, for example, I love soaking mine, so you simply just soak them overnight and then you add whatever you like in the morning and you soak them in whatever milk you like to use, whether it's almond or coconut, and then uh, it's just... It's just a really great product for to keep you going in the morning. Um, tell us about your initiative um, working with, was it Down Syndrome people? Yes, we have a very long-standing partnership with Camden Society and uh, it's a charity that's been around for many decades and they're, they're working with uh, people with learning difficulties and it's, the whole idea is to... Um, is to bring new skills and to make them employable and they do this uh, by collaborating with businesses and um, 
uh, through apprenticeships. So we, at Science Seed, we have two of their apprentices uh, on a six-monthly roving basis. So each six months, we will get another two. And uh, it's about, they really just join the team. They work in a warehouse, in a packaging facilities. Uh, and the whole idea is that they gain new skills so that once they leave us and uh, with the help of Camden Society, they can actually find a real job um, in the market. And these are paid and apprenticeships. And we're really proud of that because I think it helps makes us an inclusive employer. It, uh, it it's a really great addition to the team. Generally, we always have a lot of fun, and um, just being able to collaborate, whether it's with other businesses or charities, just allows Science to have that something extra in terms of giving back to the community, and it opens all sorts of opportunities for us. So this is the one where we've been doing for many years and uh, it's been really successful for us. Mm, amazing. I think, mm. you know, speaking with all businesses like yours, that's that's one of the major things I've identified is when you're talking to people who are running a business ethically and consciously, you know, as you were mentioning, the sourcing of the ingredients is really key and making sure that we're we're sourcing ingredients that are organic and sustainable, but also, you know, something that's overlooked, I think, a lot is just how you treat your workers and working conditions. And, you know, so it's really it's really wonderful to hear you giving so much thought and um, consideration to how to do that in a really um, progressive way. Yes, and I think when people, you know, in, in the food industry, we just focus on the taste, on the nutrients, for example, in the health of the industry, sometimes on packaging but we rarely talk about who mm. makes the product mm. and uh, the the working conditions the makeup of the team the mm. diversity uh, of the business and um, we put a lot of that kind of emphasis on large companies and there's no reason why we shouldn't ask mm. those questions uh, from small producers like us mm. Mm. Um, so what's next for you? What's coming up in the future for Sun and Seed? We 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 want to increase our capacity. That's very much on the cards. We are actively working on that. We're relocating soon, and um, and what we want to do more of in the future is build partnerships with our small businesses. We already have a lot of those in terms of we produce. Uh, we make products for them or we have partnerships in terms of buying seeds or nuts and this has been really successful for us and that is what we want to do more of in the future. It's um, it's almost creating a little ecosystem and we all rely on each other and we advise each other and we do business with each other and this all happens often behind the scenes but it's fantastic and we want to do more of that and hopefully with that increased capacity we want to bring new production processes, we want to bring more things in-house so that we have uh, complete control of um, in terms of a the sourcing of a product and making of a product and we also want to work more with UK growers so while we are focused on sourcing things from Europe as much as possible we want to actually make it from the UK as much as possible just to manage our environmental footprint and I think that's something we can do more of once we introduce other processes into the business. Do you source anything from the UK currently? 
probably not. Probably not. I mean, the, the difficulty here is that a lot of the stuff simply is not growing. Yeah, yeah. If you look at our range of walnuts, almonds, pumpkin seeds, it just isn't grown here. But we want to, uh, we want to try and source the hemp seeds from Europe, from the UK, because yeah. it is slowly being grown here. And that's our next step, and we're in discussions uh, about how to do that and which, with which company. And so hopefully, in the near future, our hemp seed butter and our hemp seed oil will be, um, you know, with UK grown seeds. Amazing. Awesome. That would be fantastic. Awesome. Rosanna, thank you so much for your time today. Oh, thank you, Kate. It's been really great speaking to you. And I hope to come and visit the factory sometime. Oh, we'd love to have you. We'd love to have you and your advice. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Kate.